and welcome to the Presenter Mastery Podcast. I'm Lucas, the amateur. I'm David, the expert. And together, we're your weekly guides to unlocking the power of presentation skills. And today, we are talking about a subject dear to Mr. David J. Phillips, the expert's heart. One that he propelled his career and one that just has made a lot of impact for people, including me. Knowing this, I had a very interesting experience just a month or two months ago. I have three kids, as you know, and after summer, school starts, and I, with three kids, attended three wonderful PTA meetings. The ones where you're supposed to just know everything about what's coming up in the school, what's coming up this year, and everything. (laughs) So, it all began with coming in We were about 100 parents in each of these meetings. And the light in the room is just a little bit dimmed down. I can hear a buzzing sound. You know, the electrical sound from a PA system that's on and something is not really right. It's slightly in the background getting into my ear. And then everyone sits down. There's no popcorn <laughs> to this to this PowerPoint feast that I'm going to get. And then they start. And the first thing that they say is, I don't really use, need this microphone, right? You, you guys in the back, you, you hear me all right? And someone's like, oh, can you speak a little bit louder? Yeah, 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 yes. And then carry on. And it's slide after slide with bullets, reading from the screen. The room just feels more and more tired for each and every second that passes by. I think I need to leave. (laughs) This is torture enough for me, man. Take it easy on the details. Jesus. Yeah. This is the information that I receive in the way that I received it. And I know you had a, a similar experience. And I was sitting there together with, well, in the end, 300 other parents. And I know that these are just my classes. My kids go to the biggest school in the area. So it's in every grade, there's four classes and it's nine grades. So that's a ter- total of 36 classes and 36 PTA meetings with 100 each of so 3,600 parents, something like that. That's a lot of impact. That's horrid. <laughs> With the way that we handle. I thought this was going to be a positive contest. <laughs> You're bringing the mood down, man. <laughs> this is going to give the listeners PTSDs. Well, I'm, I'm sorry if it does. Ugh. But but obviously, this is the situation. This mm. is how it's done. Mm. Yeah, it's true. And here, I think I was saving the world. <laughs> I, the talk has five million views, you know. Yeah. I hope it's had some impact somewhere. I think it does. You think so? Yes. But maybe we need to break down perhaps what should go into a PowerPoint. I know I've created multiple PowerPoints. I was a not a public speaker or I, I guess in a way public speaker. I was a, a lecturer when I worked within the municipality. We talked about service, about what was it? I Yeah. Service and approaching other people. Uh, it was. It had the 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 most wonderful acronym. It was 
Service Without Borders, which in Swedish is acronymed S-U-G, which means suck. Yeah. <laughs> and it was <laughs> abbreviation. <yeah. laughs> but it, it was really fun and I did a lot of presentations and I had a colleague we did them together and she came to me and said oh no have to have you seen have you seen death by powerpoint do you know who david jp phillips is and i think that was the the first time i actually heard your name and was introduced to to what you were teaching and i said no i i i don't can you please describe to me what is the the thing that you want to do oh oh we need to redo our whole powerpoint I was intrigued because I was the one that came in with some design ideas. We, I made colors, I changed things, I m- removed stuff. I thought this was amazing. And then she said, no, 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 we have to, we have to get things. They need to turn black. I was like, the black? Why? No, a blank screen. That's really, really, really important. And she started just removing slides with the information that I needed to remember what I was going to say. And I, I don't think I'm, I'm alone in the world with, with needing the PowerPoint to, to remember everything. But it all suddenly was every other slide was black. And then, well, the notes were in the notes section, obviously. But it, it became a little bit harder to do the presentation. And I, I assume that we did some errors in this process. So <laughs> would you like to share how you view PowerPoint? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's go there. And I I love PowerPoint. You know, it's uh, it's a bit of a mistress of mine. I uh, I passionately enjoy slides because I think they bring massive value to the audience, but to a very limited degree when it comes to the number of slides. Like literally, I heard one of our presenter mastery coaches last week who spoke to a person. I think they actually signed up to present a mastery, and mm. that makes sense because mm. I think they mentioned that they had seven hundred slides in their deck. I think that's a record. Uh, yeah. So my perspective on PowerPoint is that it's amazing if it's used to enhance what's being said, or am- amplify what's being said, or clarify what's being said. If whatever you're doing fulfills any of those three, hey, go ahead and use PowerPoint. You know, mm. but. Most commonly, PowerPoint is used, I think, to just be of help for the presenter to remember what they're supposed to say. Or because uh, some somebody higher up in the hierarchy said that we need to have these slides and we can't mm. deviate from that, for instance. So, yeah, conclusion is this. Use PowerPoint, but use it sparsely. Use it to amplify, enhance, or clarify what you're saying. That means that about 10% of a presentation should be PowerPoint. That is, that's well, that's what I would go with. And it's interesting with 10%, that sounds so small to me. I'm, I, I would say if I was asked to do a presentation, the first thing I would think of is, hmm, what will, what will be put in my PowerPoint? Yeah. I think that's the, one of the first go-tos I have when it comes to just like, let's create a, a presentation. I think that's a human reflex by now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 30-minute presentation equals 30-minute PowerPoint. Mm. No! It doesn't. Like, that's the first takeaway you as a listener should have from this episode. And that is that 30-minute presentation equals 
maybe then three minutes of PowerPoint. Or let's be fair, let's give them eight minutes of PowerPoint. Mm. And you start the presentation by telling a story, for instance. Then you move over to a flip chart. Then you combine that with a quick PowerPoint. Then you move back to a question to the audience. You have a quick dialogue with somebody in the audience. You move back to a flip chart, tell another story, use PowerPoint again. Now you bring out some props on stage and you go, ba ba bum ba bum bum look at this, da-da. You're on stage and then another PowerPoint. And now suddenly, out of nowhere, you bring up a second presenter. And just, this is what the presentation is about. A combination of aids hmm. in order to bring out the best possible solution for the audience that's it yeah that's my my stance on powerpoint it's probably as you said nothing that most people do but it's just the best start to begin there yeah 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 definitely i i would i wouldn't uh, i guess what you're saying is the the presentation is really like the subject the thing that you want to say yeah but we all not all but me and i I guess a bunch of, of of the people listening to this just start off with the presentation, the, the mm. PowerPoint. Like, what is the beginning? I would pull up the slide, write the subject line. It's like write, writing an email. Yeah. Um, how, how do you go about, like, when you, when you start doing a, a, a PowerPoint? What's the, like, what, what, where do I begin then? And by the way, that's, that's a brilliant thing, actually. Do that. Do all your slides, Lucas. Like, mm. please. You represent the am- amateurs of PowerPoint <laughs> yeah. building, right? Yeah. Just build all the slides in PowerPoint. The start, the middle, the finish, every single one. Your presentation can t- contain a hundred slides, but don't necessarily show them to the audience. Mm. Instead, flip your computer around, have the screen in front of you, look at your slide, and maybe your slide then contains four important numbers. Now you grab your pen move over to the flip chart, and you draw these four numbers. You write them down. You work with the numbers on a flip chart. This creates so much more dynamics in your voice, in your body language, in in your interaction with the audience. That's actually how I'd say that I started my career. I built my courses in PowerPoint. I flipped the computer. I looked at the screen. I looked at the slide. I translated onto whiteboard or to flip chart or other aids, and I clicked on the button, and I came to the next slide, and then I translated that. So it's a brilliant strategy. Mm. Today, I'd say that the way I go about it is that I, uh, when I build a PowerPoint, first of all, I, I spend some time writing down some ideas for it. Uh, so I kind of brainstorm with myself for maybe a week or two, uh, maybe a day sometimes. I don't know. So I got those jotted down into Microsoft To Do, and then I sit down and I, I write uh, a script more or less in Word. Like, this is what I want to say. Not maybe word for word. If it's a super important one, yes. Not so important, not word for word, but at least bullets, you know, in word. When I've done that, then I ask myself, how do I convey this message most efficiently? Well, the start is obviously PowerPoint, but this one's more be- this way better to have a metaphor in the second section. And this third section, definitely better with just a dialogue with your audience and so on and so forth. So it would be... Um, PowerPoint would be like the third step, brainstorming, Word, and then move some stuff into PowerPoint. Mm. That'd but, be it. Yeah, that makes it a bit easier. I, I, in my mind, seeing it in front of me, I, I have a presentation to, to do in, yeah. in two weeks, yeah. and uh, I've been thinking of what do I want to, how do I want to build it? Yeah. And it makes sense to do the script first. Yeah. 
and then what was the second thing? Oh, no the script. No, no, first was the to do, and then the script, yeah. and then the PowerPoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or other visual aids or aids. Obviously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's uh, what's the worst PowerPoint you've ever built? The worst I've ever built must have been one of those with a lot of text. Yeah. Yeah. Where I could feel that I put so much energy into the text and the bullets that yeah. it, it all was there. Yeah. So I didn't really need to deliver anything. Oh, it was just basically I could have just sent this out as smooth. an email instead. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's an issue there because what you did was more or less like documented, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a question I get a lot of the times. You know, like, yeah, well, in our company, we moved away from presentation or PowerPoint being a presentation tool to a documentation tool, so that people, when if they cannot attend to the meeting, they can mm. be sent the PowerPoint. Mm. Isn't that great, David? And I go, no. <laughs> That is uh, the opposite of great. And they go like, oh, well, yes, we do know. It is very tedious and very boring. Do you have any ideas for us? And I go, absolutely. Don't use PowerPoint as a documentation, but use this instead. Use uh, the PowerPoint for the presentation and add whatever you need to add in the notes. Like Use that as an added documentation to the slide. Hmm. There's a second one as well, and I love this one. And it's called the, um, the dual slide technique. It's invented by me. <laughs> Sounds nice. I am the expert of this program, right? All right, it works like this. So every other slide is a documentation slide. So imagine this, that slide one is a presentation slide. Slide two is the documentation version of slide one. Mm. And then slide three is the presentation slide. And slide four is the documentation slide of slide three. Now you simply click on number two, number four, number six, number eight, number ten, and you hide them. Mm. And now you present the entire thing as if you're as awesome as you are. And when you send the slides off, you now have a documentation slide to each of the slides. So you win in every aspect. I guess that makes it easier as well to just build a PowerPoint because you could then start off with the documentation, yeah, yeah. what you really want to do. Mm. And then you can just think of in the days before doing the presentation, okay, how do I actually make this interesting? How can I enhance the message that I want to say on these documentation slides and then put in the other one? There you go. Now you're thinking, not as an amateur, but more ah. of a more of a I'm a semi-professional in, in, intermediate uh, <laughs> PowerPoint professional. Yes, nice. yes. but I'll, t I'll tell you what. One of the like. Uh, I think a big problem with PowerPoint is that it's um, it's kind of one of these blankets that kids have. Like when they're small, you give a like small child a blanket which they can go like, I miss my mommy. Mm, mm. And then they hold that. I don't know what you call that in English, but like a, yeah, whatever, comfort blanket or something yeah. like that. I think that's a problem because I have in so many occasions coached my, my um, participants in going like, okay, Remove your entire PowerPoint. Now do that on a flip chart instead. And they are like 100% better straight away. Because we're so addicted to the idea of saying what's on the slide that we lose our personality. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's, my, it's a problem of mine as well. Like one of the, one of the like, at least top 10 performances I've done was this time I was, on, I was on stage. It was a fairly high stage, which is relevant in this story. It was about... 90 centimeters down. Okay. 
There was no table on stage, which also makes this story more interesting. Because where should I put my computer, right? And I put it on the side of the stage, at the very, at the very, very like edge of the mm. stage, so I can see from wherever I am. Hook it into the HDMI cable, and then uh, I leave stage, and the moderator goes, and on stage we have the one and only David J. P. Phillips. And I run in, and I'm like all excited. I stand close to the edge of the stage, and I do what I always do. I walk up, I open up my arms, and I go, it's a pleasure to be here. Hello. And I kick my computer <coughs> off the stage. And I remember looking down and I can see myself hitting the screen of my, my, my MacBook Air, <laughs> which then comes to life, of course. Mm. And it does this flipping. It like flips over and propels itself down towards the floor and everything's going in slow motion. And I can hear this, the audience going, <gasps> and I'm looking at this thing going, and, you know, a computer could make it, mm. but it didn't. No. It landed in the worst possible way, like screen and keyboard down, and it just cracked. And like, <laughs> uh, that's not very good, especially as I had a 20-minute presentation to do. So what I did, I just ripped out a flip chart, put it on the middle of the stage, and I did my entire presentation on the flip chart instead. And it was uh, fantastic, a top 10 performance. I let go of my PowerPoint, and boom, I was a better version of myself. I think there's no other tool on this planet that makes a person a worse presenter than PowerPoint. Mm. You can quote me on that. Good. <laughs> I can just see this computer flying. It's, uh, oh. Yeah. If that would have happened to me, I would have stressed the hell out of myself. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know what I would have done. No, that's, well, it was a fun challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So you've seen the Death by PowerPoint TED Talk. Yeah. Which do you think is the most important takeaway? Besides the black screen, because you've kind of already yeah. mentioned that. Um I I guess I like the uh, the thing where I still enjoy bullets, but showing them in a contrasted way to show progression. Mm-hmm. And not <laughs> I enjoy bullets. <laughs> yeah, that's almost it's, like it's very clear. It, yeah, I, 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 I like it's the such clarity. A fun, it's such a fun word, you know. We, <laughs> me and uh, me and my wife, we went to London just recently, and we were going through the airport and the the checkout. And I had a bad back, so she asked me, "Did you bring the gun?" <laughs> what? Yeah, the massage gun for uh-huh. my back. But that's the thing, same thing, you know, bullets, gun, yeah. out of context. These ah. words are very strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, I like yes, bullets. The, the <laughs> all right, so you like bullets. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I all, Well, high and low contrast, that thing I liked. And but why, like, I asked uh, you what was the best thing with the TED Talk, and you go like, I like bullets? Yeah. What has that got to, what is... Well, okay, what, what did I like most about the TED Talk? I, uh, if there's an emotional question i would say i like the start i like the opening Mm. where it's why do we keep doing this to other people yeah is it due to vengeance ah yes (laughs) i like the cockiness of that opening Mm. and that pulls me into wanting to watch it yeah that's a good attention grabber absolutely yeah it's a bit of an insult Mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting how people can be attracted to insults like that but it's also i guess very insightful an insightful insult it's yep. like that is my behavior why do i do that please mm. help me mm. 
But yeah. I assume the the bullet thing that you were talking about is the yeah, yeah. the contrast uh, yeah, example. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, when you show it, it just makes it much more clear that I'm, these are the six features yeah. of this thing. Yeah, and then I'm going to walk them you through them. This is the thing. Yeah, and it shows so clearly. What I like about the 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 TEDx the the presentation in full is it shows exactly like the things that you're saying. Okay, right now you don't know where to look, but when I do this. Mm. I know exactly where you're going to look. Yeah. And it's so intriguing that mm. it's just my eyes are pulled yeah. in that direction. And then you show another example and another example and it all just makes sense. Mm. So it becomes very clear the power of the PowerPoint mm. that used correctly, rightly, yeah. then you can have a, a much bigger impact mm. with your slides than you would have otherwise. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So to be absolutely crystal clear for you as a listener in this case, if you have a a bullet list, you click that, you animate it, and then you go back to the effects of the animation and you choose to grade the previous animated object. It's very easy to do. It literally takes you 20 seconds, 15 seconds to do. And then you can then allow yourself to walk through each of the bullets and each bullet before that just uh, becomes less easy to read, which allows us to focus on the bullet that you're actually talking about. So yeah, it's similar to voice actually, which is interesting because when you speak, we use kind of the same effect where we use volume increase. This, it accentuates the word. So if I say, Lucas, I love the hat that you're wearing. It matches your boots very nicely. <laughs> and especially the color of your boots in combination with your hat and your eyes. Very nice combo. And when we accentuate a word with a volume increase like that, it has kind of the same effect as using the contrast effect in, mm. in PowerPoint. So imagine using those in, combine, in combination with each other. <sighs> ah, power. Unlocked power new, oh yeah new level yeah and then you add a functional gesture to that as well and a function movement ahead <laughs> and a sound effect where you go having to look at the next bullet that's one of the most entertaining things that we do in my trainings you know i i, I people i get people to practice sound effects in powerpoint <laughs> imagine one bullet coming up and you go check this one out <laughs> yeah, there you go. You got it. Yeah. Do it one more time. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's good. Yes. All right. So that's uh, that's another awesome tip for anyone that wants to go from amateur to intermediate to expert. Add sound effects. Nice. Yeah. You're gonna have board meetings all over <laughs> Europe now where people go. And when you do a, a chart, charts mm. in in PowerPoint, you do like a, a bar chart for Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. There's a beautiful animation called Sweep in there. Mm. So add that one because then that particular bar for Q1 grows and the bar for Q2 grows. Mm. Which sound effect would you use for that? Oh, <laughs> well, that's a very strange sound effect. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe it depends on the chart. I mean, it depends on what the context is. <laughs> that is true. It's it's actually a, a splendid sound effect. Oh, 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 oh. Well, let's have a look at Q2. Oh, mm-hmm. there could mm-hmm. be one. The one I was looking for, which because the one that you just did is that is expert. That is like. True, putting in your true emotion into mm. a bar chart. Mm. Otherwise, you can go mm. when it hits the roof, for instance. 
Uh, so yeah, sound effects. Don't know what I get into that, but um, it was a while ago. I did the TED talk. It's ten years, I mm, think. Mm. Is it ten years? Uh, I think so. It, does this, it say two thousand fourteen? Ten years celebrate. Ten. Uh, no, twenty fourteen. Is that uh, the the medical science of storytelling talk? Nah, that's that's later on. We should check this up. We should uh, celebrate this if it's the ten year anniversary. A lot has changed, you know. I could probably deliver pretty much an entirely different how to avoid death by PowerPoint mm. today as a TED talk. I think it's interesting. I mean, we we get people reaching out wanting help with their presentations on, mm. a, on a daily basis, and a lot of the people we talk to have found our our world through that TEDx talk. Yeah, and still to this day, it's still growing, mm. which means that it's still relevant. The things that even though PowerPoint has changed the the features, mm. everything that you can do. You can actually now do more than you could when you deliver that talk. Yeah. But it's still the same fundamental principles yeah. that apply. Absolutely. Oh, and even more so, you know, I remember when I did a lot of trainings on this where people came to me and they said, oh, I've only got like uh, Windows 2005 or whatever. And it was 2000 and 15 or something like that so their version was 10 years older i don't know mm. the versions i don't know them offhand but then i looked at them i said you have a great advantage my friend you're simply not allowed to use anything else but images videos charts and animations and that actually gives you the opportunity to be as good as you can be in powerpoint so i you know i found that as powerpoint included more and more functionality PowerPoints actually became worse and worse and worse because you had these technically mm. um, inspired yeah, people. You, you know, the, the cube, and you can turn your yeah. PowerPoint around. Oh, yeah, and all the smart art and stuff like that. And uh. people literally, they're paid to do this, you know. Their job, they work in a company where they're paid to do PowerPoints. Mm. So obviously, if there's more features to put in there, you want to do that. Hey, by the way, I've got, I've got to share this story. If you were to ask me what is the strangest PowerPoint story you have, David, I'd what say... What is the strangest PowerPoint story you well, have, David? Well, thank you for asking, Lucas. Thank <laughs> you for asking. It happened, it, it went down in Stockholm. I was, um, I was approached by an HR person who said, all right, we're looking for someone who can teach our salespeople of eight, uh, eight people... How to do? How to build uh, great PowerPoints? We've seen your TED talk. Would you like to come in with a tender? And I did. And they got back to me and they said, no, "This is a go. Let's do it." And they booked an entire day. I went there, and uh, the entire thing started around nine o'clock. I got there at about eight, just to set things up. I'm walking around there, and this man comes to me, and um, he presents himself as the CEO of the company. And I think uh, and he was from South Korea, okay? And the company was a South Korean company. And he, th- he says to me, you know, can you come into my office so we can just you know, check this and uh, get this right and in line for the training? And I'm like, yeah, fair enough. Having a chat with the CEO, getting some input on what he wants, perfect for me. I go in there. He sits down and uh, he looks around and he finds his PowerPoint, brings it up. And Lucas, I did not, I had no idea what to do, man. I had no idea what to do and how to react in this moment. Because it brings up an example of one of the slides that I have 
in my death by PowerPoint as an example of what a PowerPoint should not look like. Mm. That's what he brings up. He brings up the most horrid, I'm not kidding you, it is one of the top 10 most horrid slides I've ever seen. He brings that up. And in all seriousness, he looks at me and he says, all right, this is, uh, this is what I want them to do. They are not very good at PowerPoint. I want them to become better at PowerPoint. This is what we want. So that was the, the end result that he wanted you to teach them technically how to do. Yeah. So I look at him. I look at his face and I'm trying to distinguish if this is a joke or not. Like he's obviously seen how to avoid death by PowerPoint, so this has mm. to be a joke. Mm. There is no change in facial expression. He seems to be absolutely serious. So I'm thinking, he's a good actor. I'm looking for a camera because this has to be a setup. This has never happened to me before, nor after. And then it gets even worse because then... He clicks and brings out in another object into the already fulfilled PowerPoint, which makes it even worse. But not only that, Lucas. The man had started to use or was using the sound effects of Office 97, which is the vroom effect of a car, right? <laughs> this was a car company. So it goes vroom, 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 vroom for each object. And there were 30 objects on the slide. And he went vroom, 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 vroom on every single one. I'm like, how is this possible? <laughs> and I, I look at that and I ask him to bring up another slide. And it's more horrendous than the first one and another one. And it is even more horrendous than the third, first, second one. And I do not know what to do with myself. I, I say thank you. I leave the office and my brain goes into... Uh, standstill because I'm like I'm going to spend an entire day teaching them the opposite of this mm. right mm. and I don't know how to do it I because it's against my morals right so I go into the conference room these eight people who are all from Sweden uh, I look at them and I say I, I was just in the room with your boss and I have to be frank with you what he showed me was horrible <laughs> and they have asked me to come here to teach you how to build what I thought, better PowerPoints. But what he showed me is worse than worse. I can't do this. Mm. So I, I can't stay here. I can't be here with you. And then they lean forwards and they say, we know it's just a Korean thing. We actually get our salaries judged based on how good our PowerPoints in are. They are part of the salary eleva- uh, evaluation process. I'm like, What? All right, fair enough, I said. Um, but then they said, if we show that to our Swedish clients, they fall asleep. They don't want to listen to us. Mm. So what we want from you, David, we won't tell the boss. We want half the day, please teach us how to build great PowerPoints, which we Swedes like. Then teach us half a day how to build PowerPoints so that we can get better paid. And that's what we ended up doing. Now, if that's not a strange PowerPoint training meeting situation i don't know what man well yeah everyone was satisfied in the end i yes. guess yes everybody was very satisfied in yeah. the end <laughs> yeah i've never used the sound effect no 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 it never came that far all right no i did use the cube though yeah <laughs> good stuff 
<laughs> good stuff, Lucas. And it was very impressive to to the people that saw it for the first time, which yeah. which kind of you know when you get appraisal for something that you do, it feels like you're doing the right thing. Oh yeah, it's it's a, it's a great thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll forgive you though. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Now I'm um, I'm thinking that that we'll, we should do a follow up episode on this one where we go like, what is the What's the latest latest thing on yep. how to avoid death by PowerPoint? Yep. And just focus on that, for instance. This is um, like a basic chat about the the yeah, talk well, like and a that. bit of uh, new input it, on it. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And yeah. I, I, the key takeaway for me from this was really just when preparing your next presentation. Yeah. Start with the to dos. Yeah. Go on to do a script, and then a documentation slide deck, to then creating. The version that I'm going to present. Yeah. It makes it very clean, very clear, and I have a process to follow, which makes it way easier. Yeah. Because I think the the, the the hardest thing is just being asked to do a presentation. And the first thing you that pops into your head is either you, you don't know how to do a PowerPoint or you want to do a PowerPoint. Yeah. Either way, whatever the thought is, I think yeah. the most common thing that pops into the head is PowerPoint. Yeah. That is true. I like that conclusion. I'll also just summarize what I said about that a, 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 a presentation doesn't equal PowerPoint. A presentation equals a combination of presentation aids. Mm. And that is, uh, that's like a key core takeaway as well. That's the most important thing to think of when using PowerPoint. Mm. There we go, man. Right. High five. Thank you. Well done. Poof. Poof. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>